And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? 17, baby. Part 17 of our 52-part series about how to start a tech company. How do you feel about that? You know, I don't know if I've ever been held accountable in my life to do something 17 times in a row and show up. So this is pretty good. You got 35 more of those, dude. Well, I guess we did. More. And- we are a little behind, so I guess my record's not quite true. <laughs> our our, uh, our, uh, our mission statement on Startup Hustle has been to tell the real truth of entrepreneurship, and I think that nothing probably does it better than being three weeks behind on our 52-part series for 2021. That's all right. Because, uh, yes, things do take longer and usually cost more than you will expect them to. So that said, we're going to talk about accelerators and incubators and the why and why not of that. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to let you know, Matt, that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits platform that's built for small businesses. Gusto automatically files your payroll taxes and directly deposits your team's pay. Plus, you can offer all kinds of benefits like 401k, health insurance, workers comp, and more. And because you're a Startup Hustle listener, you get three months for free once you run your first payroll. Gusto.com forward slash Startup Hustle. Once again, Gusto.com forward slash Startup Hustle. Link in the show notes. And don't forget to use the link in the show notes because we want to keep getting paid, right? Do you, do, you, do you think they've worked on the idea of paying people with a money gun yet? I ran it by them. I'm not sure how they feel about it. Right. So it's possible. It's possible. It's still, still like that. All yeah. right. So Matt, have you ever participated in a startup accelerator or an incubator? Nope. I've been a mentor. Um, I've presented a couple times, but my company that I've like been part of have not. Yeah, I haven't either, but I've been like, I haven't as a company, I've done exactly as you mentioned, I've participated with companies, uh, the business we own together full scale has provided services and given resources to people in specific incubators and startups. But, you know, overall, we're going to do our best to give our, our, our input and vision there. Now, I mentioned accelerators and incubators, you know, there's a difference between the two. And not everyone understands that. Um, the, the accelerators are a little more of an assembly line, right? No, an accelerator is for a business that's already having traction. It's something that already exists and moves. An incubator is just like it sounds. It's like hatching an egg. So you're going to get, you're going to get different, uh, you're going to get different and a different experience. And an incubator is going to look for a different stage company. I think probably the most uh, famous incubator out there is the one that Ehrlich Bachman runs in his living room on uh, the TV show, Silicon Valley, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, the, the reason I say 
assembly line about accelerators is because they're usually a time thing, right? You come in, you're in the spring class for 12 weeks, and you're done, and you're out of here. And it's, sure, and, it's sure. and, and that's why I say it, it's a little more of akin to an assembly line, right? And where incubators are not really on a definition of of, of time, and and they can be there's kind of different incubators um, that exist to kind of different things. I mean, some of them are like corporate incubators, right? That's like like they're almost incubating their own startup ideas or kind of smaller business units that they hope to spin out. I think that's an accurate and accurate answer for, cause I think it's, you're right for some, and then some aren't the case. Cause I think some are like an assembly line, like they do want to get you in and out and uh, in a, in a defined period of time, they want to see you do X, Y, and Z and stuff like that. And some of them, like you said, are kind of like, Hey, the baby's born. Like a, a buddy of mine, is having a baby any day now for like two weeks, you know? And it's like the baby's coming when the baby's coming. Now, when we had our kids, I knew that we were doing that at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday because we scheduled it. Yeah. So, yeah. How efficient so, right, well, That's great. It, yeah, yeah, it was. It was also just because the doc, because I'm big and our, my children are big and they said, you need to have a C-section or this baby might get stuck on the way out. So, yeah, struggles real there. Um, so Matt, I happen to have the definition of a startup accelerator and an incubator. Let's see if we're right. All right. On this round of is Matt right? <laughs> we're going to see who wins here. The definition of a startup accelerator. Startup accelerators, also known as seed accelerators, are fixed term cohort-based programs that include mentorship and educational components and culminate in a public pitch or demo day type event. Assembly line. I think you're right on that. I think neither one of us mentioned the pitch day or the demo day, but um, yeah, I think we were both kind of accurate on that. All right, let's on, on for round two of is Matt right? I, you know, one thing Matt is usually right on this show and that's a good <laughs> thing for everyone to remember. So I ask people all the time. I'm like, who do you, who's your favorite host when I'm on the show, when Watson and I do a series and they usually just say Matt and I'm like, yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. Matt is awesome. So I know, I know I'm a big fan of Matt. So the definition of a startup incubator, a startup incubator is a collaborative program whose purpose is to help new startups that are at a very early stage to grow and succeed Incubators are designed to help entrepreneurs deal with most of the problems associated with launch. So yeah, it is. It's like coming out of the egg. Um, so now there's, there is, there is a wild difference in, in the why and the how on some levels. So, you know, some of these, some of these incubators, some of these accelerators, they have a different reason for existing. Some of them are functions of economic development in cities and governments. Some of them are corporate. Um, some of them are just literally like kind of like goodwill, you know, uh, and then some of them want to own a part of your company. So yeah, I was going to say some, some of them are more like we want to get 5% ownership of every company we can just keep bringing them through. Right. And that is definitely an assembly line. Now, that might make sense for you and it might not, but we've I think we would be remiss if we didn't once again remind people that 
when you share a cap table with someone and you partner with them, you're going to be in bed with them for a while. So make sure you know what you're getting into, make sure you know how you're getting into it and make sure you know what your expectations are both for you and them. I mean, is that, is that good advice? I mean, you, you definitely want to be careful with anybody you're getting into bed with and uh, giving them part of your, your company. That's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we've mentioned this before, um, you know, it's easier to get rid of your spouse than it is to get rid of your business partner. Um, just cause, you know, I mean, that's like the way it goes. And I don't know, we've both had good business partners, bad business partners. And when you get the latter, it sucks. It sucks. Sorry, you're stuck with me. I know, Matt, I've been telling people that since we met, it's all good. All right. So some key differences, um, you know, you talk about, we talk about funding. So incubators are usually nonprofit organizations. Like a, our research found that that is usually a product of some kind of economic development. And when we say that that's like cities, like they get money, they get funding. Uh, we see this a lot in our hometown of Kansas city. We have organizations like digital sandbox. So digital sandboxes gives $20,000 grants to companies to just try to help them get it, get them started. And that's not necessarily an incubator, but more of a boost. Um, yeah. Like what, what incubators come to mind? What, what do you think about? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of here in Kansas city, we have the economic center of Johnson County and Oh, sure. ECJC. Yeah. And so I'm not exactly sure everything they do, but it seems like you go in there and there's, you know, a few little, you know, younger businesses that are kind of working out of there that, you know, I think, True. Or incubating there, I think. Yeah. And that is exactly what they're doing. And then they evolved. So now they have a fund and yep. called the Fountain Innovation Fund. So Maggie Kennefake, the lady that runs that, um, ha has been on the podcast before. And so that's that that is a feeder program and possibly into that fund. But yeah, it, it has evolved. So I think that's pretty cool. So all right. So next thing was some some differences, duration, much like you mentioned accelerators almost always have a fixed timeline. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now an accelerator in theory is to do exactly what it says, like to accelerate the growth, not necessarily get you out of the egg. Okay. Next program goals. Accelerators aim to help new startups scale their business. Just exactly like what I just said. Now, accelerators are more common. I think Techstars is probably one of the more well-known. Well, why, um, why Combinator has to be the most famous. Yes, true, true, and, true, and true, true. I think you have different kind of accelerators. I think you have some that are super, super early stage, and then you have some that are more like about scaling, <laughs> right? I think you get some that they, they get people like in their very, real infancy and uh, try and help figure out what exactly the idea is and the product market fit, and <laughs> maybe they need to pivot and all that kind of stuff and, and help kind of mature the overall idea. And then you have some others that are definitely more like they're kind of past those stages and they're just trying to figure out how to get from having a few customers to really nailing product market fit and really scaling. Um, and, and there's so many different people that play in this, right? Because you also have things like almost like pipeline and, and other things here in Kansas City too that are all sort of related. Um, that are like different flavors of these things, but. So Matt, Matt's referring to Pipeline and Melissa Benson has actually been a guest on the show and she hosted, uh, she was a guest host and interviewed some of the Pipeline entrepreneurship mentees. So that is, 
<clears throat> I'm not going to call that an incubator or an accelerator, but it, it kind of is though. Kind of. Um, it doesn't have it doesn't have the same format. It's more for the entrepreneur than it is for the company. Almost more of an educational thing. Yeah, but it's still about scaling and growing and refining yeah. the skill set. So when it comes to what they provide incubators, they're typically going to be a little more of that, that relaxed collaborative working environment and accelerators offer personalized guidance and consultation. Now we use the word cohort. Not everyone's going to know what that is. Like the word cohort, I still think it's weird. I don't know why. I just think the word cohort's weird. But when when accelerators refer to those involved, they'll they'll refer to their cohort. Yeah. And that those are the, those are the businesses that are involved. The so, spring class uh, of twenty one. Right. Or or in our case, so when we worked with Launch KC, a local accelerator uh, that is a division of economic development, um, they did it by industry. So that we had clean tech, health tech, insure tech, and those cohorts are are very genre specific. Now that's good though, because they also aligned those companies with very, very well aligned uh, corporate partners that made a small investment and had and then had a vested interest and the success of those programs and companies. And I think for when it comes to accelerators, that's quite possibly the investment capital, the street cred from being picked and involved. Cause look, a lot of people that make investments in whatever, they're freaking lazy, man. They, they look at, they okay, you're gonna go through a vetting process to get into an accelerator. So there are people that say, okay, if Techstars or Ycom, okay, you get into either one of those two, if you don't raise money after, you should ask yourself why. Because yeah. they put they give you a pretty big vetting process on that. What's what's your opinion on 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 all the stuff that I just said, Matt? Well, I think for sure most of the companies that go through these accelerators get a little bit of capital, but most of them usually exit with a little more capital and usually kind of set up with a lot of follow-on capital because you know, say angel investors or whatever, maybe like us you know, follow them and say, Hey, you know, usually there's a lot of great companies that come out of this program and I'm, I'm going to bet on them because they have a winning track record. Um, like Y Combinator or something, right? You just like, okay, 70% of these are wildly successful later. So we're going to bet on all of these horses. If they made it through Y Combinator and Y Combinator gave them their stamp of approval. Yeah. And, th and that's a, the vetting process and that stamp of approval, but also those organizations do a really good job at what they do. They teach you stuff. You learn stuff. They, they tell you how to identify a product, a proper product market fit and how to scale and stuff like that. And, and there's something to be said with that. Now, Matt, you know, I like creating hype. And I think if you get into any of these things that it's like a boy or boy scout or girl scout badge, you should be holding that up and going, Hey, yeah. look, they like us. You should too. Yep. So, all right. Now, what about investment capital? I mean, I some mean, of them, it's like a nominal, like, hey, we give you five grand. And you sleep in your car for the next 12 weeks while you're going <laughs> through our incubator or accelerator. I think accelerators in 2020 and 2021 changed dramatically because prior to the pandemic, you could probably almost count in many cases on being required to be in a specific yeah. location or city. Yep. Um, and, you know, like, well, so Roy from healthy hip hop was in Atlanta when the, yep. at, at the tech stars 
uh, version down there and he had to come back from that. And then they did the rest virtually. And I bet that's a different experience, uh, which probably in my opinion is not as good. Cause I think when you're in those close quarters with other people and the collisions occur and some of that, it could probably be better than just being on zoom. One of the biggest values of all of these programs is the networking and connections, right? I mean, imagine right. going through Y Combinator and they're like, Oh, you know what? You guys have created a great product. We're going to go to our 300 alumni companies and tell them how great this is. And all the previous founders, a good chunk of them will probably use your product. That'll be really cool, <clears throat> right? Like the, the networking and the mentors and all that kind of stuff that you get out of this probably far outweighs everything else. Well, and, and, you know, Matt, that's something you and I could talk about because you and I have both won different awards or accolades. Like you've won way more than me, but, you know, uh, earlier this year, Forbes put me on a list and that, and that I, I have met 15 other people that are on that list just for that reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. like them reaching out to me or them or whomever. And, you know, there's that camaraderie, there's that association. And that's my point with the Boy Scout badge, Girl Scout badge and the hype. Now, investment capital is good, but I don't think you should expect to see a ton of it from an incubator or an accelerator, especially an incubator. An incubator may just give you that kind of subsistence, something or nothing. And in Silicon Valley, what, you got a bedroom in Ehrlich Bachman's house? Dude, you wouldn't, uh, I mean, so at Netro, like I've talked to some of our employees who live out there and it's insane what their house costs. It's an absolute... So maybe that's worth more than the investment check? Oh yeah. <clears throat> a shitty house is like a couple million dollars. So, so speaking of taking care of employees, that's actually never been important, more important in any business. And for years, Gusto has been helping more than 100,000 small business owners run payroll, offer benefits, onboard new employees and more. That's why they call it the people platform. It doesn't just look nice. It actually works. Payroll taxes are filed, deductions are calculated, and your team gets paid. You can even offer health insurance, 401k. You get three free months when you run your first payroll. Go to gusto.com forward slash payroll. Once again, gusto.com forward slash payroll there or forward slash startup hustle. There's a link in the show notes. Okay. So let's talk next about, about who and what accelerators are looking for. Um, well, you know, before we get into the, to the, the list that our producer has provided us with, like, what are your, what do you think? What, what's, a, let's start with incubators. What are incubators looking for? Well, I think first of all, I think it, you know, all these things are a little different, right? I don't, I don't think there's like hard and set rules of any of this. And, and depending on where you're at and where you're going, it's going to be a little different. But I think incubators are, are a lot of times a little more early stage. Um, they've got a great idea. Um, maybe they've made some progress, but they really need some help incubating the idea. I think that's the big thing, right, is they're not really ready to accelerate. They need to incubate the idea and kind of finalize it a little more and, and figure out exactly which way it's going to go. I think when it comes to an incubator, some of them are maybe even looking for someone who will participate. Well, you know, and, like uh, on some I, levels. And, and so actually I was going to mention, I wanted to make sure to mention this. I, I think a lot of corporate, I think incubators are, are, I don't know how many of them are out there, but it seems like there should be one way more. And so take, for example, I'm the chief technology officer of Netrio and, you know, from a product roadmap thing, there's like a thousand things we'd love to do. And it would be great if we could incubate some of those ideas. It's like, hey, go get a team of two or three smart people. We'll give you some resources. 
to help do this. Now you guys go build this thing. And then if you're successful with it, we'll roll it back into the company or we'll roll it out to be a different, you know, business unit or whatever. But I, I think, I don't know how many corporate incubators exist out there, but it still sure seems like there should be a lot more of them. And my point with that is for a lot of incubator spaces, it, it is a numbers game. And, you know, we had a guest on on the show uh, from the Hustle Fund, and they uh, they pride themselves on making they, they're like their motto is something like making investments in it ridiculously early. But it's a numbers thing. Now, yeah. look, they still have to pick winners because incubating shitty ideas with founders that are no good uh, isn't going to do anything. So I think we could say for starters, and incub incubators and accelerators, much like investors, are primarily going to look for people that they think are winners first off. Because if that doesn't exist, the idea could be great and no, and nothing's going to happen afterward. That, so that, remind, that reminds me, you, you think I'm a winner, right? Yeah. Okay. So I have this idea still about delivering Amazon packages and picking up trash at the same time, right? Like emptying the truck and filling up the truck. Do you think we can incubate that idea? No. You said I was a winner. It doesn't mean that's a good idea. Those uh, are two different topics. But Matt, honestly, I bet you could get someone to, to incubate that. <laughs> Because you're you like, look, you've had two fat exits before you're 40. Like, look, Matt, and for the, in the eyes of many investors, if someone's going to pull that off, it could be you. It doesn't mean I like thing. the idea. It's not, I pick, hey, Matt, I pick up your not, Amazon trash and I deliver new Amazon stuff. Like I get the empty boxes and I deliver, I'm telling you. So you can use this for a future round of things VCs have said to me, Matt, I, I really like you. I like the idea. If you could get back to me when you have a little bit of traction, I might be interested. It's that just a little, it's a little early for me. It's a little early for me still. Okay. So, um, you know, but look, who the founding team is, who the founders are, what their backgrounds are, what you bring to the table, I think is going to be the, probably the big thing. Um, in some cases, when it comes to an accelerator, you can't put a square peg in a round hole, uh, you know, like, meaning like it just might not be a good fit. You weren't going to get into the health tech incubator when you own Stackify, an application performance management platform. They weren't related. So in some cases, it's got to be a good fit. But, you know, and, and in some cases, like I said, in incubators, because uh, they're not for everyone, um, they, it could be a numbers game. But, you know, another thing, too, is like I think in both categories, they well, I think you got to have a good idea. But I don't think all of them are hypersensitive about the idea. Now, the idea that you're going to go to an incubator and you're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to start a new search engine and I'm going to compete with Google. That's not a great idea. Right. But well, and I, I think a good portion of people that go through these accelerators, you know, may pivot along the way and they could be very small pivots and not necessarily big pivots. Right. But um, I, I think and that's part of what the accelerators help with. Right. Is just helping validate market ideas and tweaking the business plan a little bit. Yeah. And I, so, I'm, you know, accelerators are going to want to see you've already got an MVP that you've already got something you need to have something tangible um, because they want to accelerate that progress, not put you through the quote assembly line 
so you can assemble something and then see it because you technically need that stuff after you've made it to that point. But that's back to my point with the whole like stage fit, all of it. And well, I think they're going to want to see they're going to want to see you have a more refined plan. Well, and their goal is to get you to demo day and get investors. <clears throat> right. True. I mean, th th there, True. there's a product at the end of this assembly line. At the end of the assembly line, it's you on a stage at demo day and you better be raising money. Most of the time. Yeah. So. And, and that's that's something that I think is once again for those that accelerate it, that were involved in accelerators in early 2021 and pretty much any time in 2020 probably got shorted out of that experience in some yep. regards because you know some of the things and and as you know over the last few years I've really started getting pickier about what kind of shit that I spend my personal time going to meaning evenings or weekends but i used to always go to go to demo day because that was like the big splash those were the events that uh, you know for some of the things that we saw here locally that would have five or six hundred people at them sometimes or at least several hundred and then all of a sudden they turn into like okay now we're going to do the entire cohort in less than 15 minutes we even did one for launch kc where we did it with start this to start a puzzle did it for them and we did all eight companies in less than 30 minutes it because that experience of demonstrating online as opposed to like actually being at the event and like getting you know the, as they say pressing the flash mat shaking hands kissing babies and wait shaking babies and kissing hands isn't that it so something like that yeah but, something like that but those were great networking opportunities. And here's the thing. I think you're going to see a lot of that return. I think you, I think you see that. I think that becomes a, a 2022 thing again. I think that's something that, that people can look for. So, you know, Matt, we said accelerators, incubators, why or why not? Like, would you, like, would you, now, like you right now, would you, would you run a new business idea yourself through an incubator? Uh, probably not. I don't know if I would either, but I, we're also, you turn 40 soon, don't you? Yep. I'm getting close. A few more weeks. Yeah. And I'm in my mid forties. And some of that is also, you know, we both have the resources to get ourselves or idea or find someone else to help with that, that might not be as essential. Now that said, would you participate if you had anything, would you participate in an accelerator? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Absolutely. I think I would too. Yep. I think I would too. And I think that, I think that one of the, do you remember a few years ago when Laryl Holt invited us to come participate in a, in that uh, feedback panel on a training program they have? And on the way there, you and I were both like, God, I don't know if we have time for this. This is two days. I've got so much shit to do. Do we already know all this stuff? And then we both left after that first day and looked at each, we got in my truck and we were both man, we got to go to stuff like this more often. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a lot of it. I think that the, a lot of these accelerators, I think if you can get yourself into them, I mean, I've seen some very sophisticated founders and business people that have been guests on this show that were just in the, as a part of the accelerators that were here. And they did, and I asked them all, I'm like, why did you do the program? They said, well, the, you know, the $50,000 check didn't really do a whole lot for the business, but getting involved with Black and Beach or Nutera Capital or whomever, and then the other companies as well, 
and all the people that they're going to introduce us to was invaluable. Absolutely. Yep. So, all right. So, you know, when it comes to, to all this stuff, I mean, really in the end, I think it's a case by case basis. I think that if, if, if you don't have a lot of experience being in business or doing a startup, I think that an incubator can be a great thing for you. I think that it's very easy to forget, miss, and get overwhelmed with a lot of the stuff that comes with starting a business. So, but yeah, I think it's case by case. Now, you know, Matt, we're, before we get into the founders freestyle and, you know, we're going to, this isn't going to be as, as long of an episode as, as we're used to because because I just want to tell you, we've done a lot of past episodes on accelerators, incubators, and a lot of specificity into the different kinds of them, getting ready, getting in them, all of them. Look through our feed and you'll see a whole lot of them. Um, you know, so before we do the Founders Freestyle, just a quick reminder that once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Gusto. If you run a startup, give Gusto a shot. Deposit paychecks, file payroll taxes automatically, get employee health benefits, onboarding, expert HR, and more. You even get three free months when you go to gusto.com forward slash startup hustle, gusto.com forward slash startup hustle. I feel like we got to make a song like gusto.com. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. We did it with SVB, right? Um, yeah, Matt, when it comes to like, uh, based on what we talked about and just your experience and everything, I mean, what's the best advice that you've got for founders when it comes to accelerators, incubators, why or why not? I think if you have the right kind of company and product where an accelerator makes sense, I think they're hugely valuable. A great example of that was the ones here in Launch KC where you got to work with, you know, Black and Beach or, or different companies that could help get you in front of potential customers, get your product to market even and help beta test it or whatever. Um, super, super valuable. Um, the thing you got to remember, they're a competition, right? Like there's only so many companies that get in. And if you get in, like you really, that's a big stamp of approval, but you got to be one of the top candidates to get through. But I, I think if it's something you can do, I think it's definitely something to consider, especially if the networking connections and stuff like that, um, industry connections are super valuable. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, one of the things that we didn't really spend much time talking about, so I'll just give a quick reminder, there are a lot of episodes in our feed about, about accelerators, about incubators, about preparing for them. And one thing we didn't talk about a whole lot in this episode that is really important is you do have to have your shit together, you got to be ready, like these are competitive things to get into. And quite honestly, if it's not competitive, you might want to ask yourself, is this even worth getting in? Because the good incubators, the good the good uh, accelerators, they really are competitive. I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of people apply for things like Y Combinator and Techstars and get turned down, you know, because there's only finite numbers of seats and finite numbers of spaces. I think if you're going to, you, you need to really know what you're getting yourself into, because if you're not going to participate and learn and value it, then it's a waste of your time right? Like you're going to, it's going to be work. You're going to have to participate in things. You're going to have to do stuff. You're going to have, you have a level of accountability and reporting. You don't just get to say you're in the accelerator, ignore everything that they do and then carry the badge around. Like, I mean, this is kind of like taking a class in college or something. I mean, there's going to be some subject matter, some things that you're going to need to go, go through, and they're going to want you to be a good citizen and a participant. Now, when I say know what you're getting into, 
make sure that you can manage that amidst the other things that occur in life and not yep. just your business. Like, you know, that was one of the things with YC, with Y Combinator is, you know, they used to make you, it says right on their website, like if you can't come to California for two months, don't even apply. Now, I don't know if those rules have changed, but at one point that was the thing. That was the rule. And that just wouldn't have made sense for everyone. You know, like if you're a single parent or you have something like you might not be able to drop everything you're doing and go to California for two months. Um, yep. A lot of these things do require you to go be somewhere or do something and just make sure that you have the time and commitment for that. Because I think one of the worst things you can do for your business or your own personal brand is get accepted into something where they're going to hype you up. And then for some reason, you're not there at graduation. Yeah, that isn't going to look good at all. And that happens a lot. That happens a whole lot. Um, so make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, the, look, uh, just like we mentioned, when it comes to finding VCs, just go to Google and Google startup accelerators. There's like a, literally like a million responses on that. They're everywhere. Uh, they're all the time. They're starting up like there's there's, some, there's an accelerator and an incubator starting somewhere on Monday. I mean, there really is. They're, they're out there. They're that common. And, you know, just keep trying and trying and trying. I know a lot of people that have been through Techstars and YC and stuff like that. And they'll usually tell you they didn't get in the first time. So listen to what the feedback is and understand that it's coming from credible people that aren't trying to tear you down. They want to build you up and see you come back and win the next time. So, yeah. Overall, and yes, Matt, I think that the final important thing that we established and learned in this episode is yes, I do think you're a winner. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'll see you next week. Thank you. See you. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.